Hi, Kieran. Hey, Ty. Today we're talking all about Greek theater. It's all Greek to me. And what comes with that is some suggestive themes, language, violence, a lot of mature topics. Yes, and if you want to point fingers at anyone, point them all the way back to 500 BC at those Greeks because they were a little inappropriate. So this is your warning that uh, uh, listening discretion advice, this one's a little explicit. So let's get into some Greek theater. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Theater Theater Thoughts. I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kira Sweeney. And we're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. Listen, it's not terminal, but it... It's a condition that we live with every single day. Hey, we're talking about all things theater education and the performing arts. What else would we be talking about? So you know what? Let's get into some theater Theater thoughts. thoughts. Kira, how has your week been? Um, pretty good. Both of us just went on trips, which was really fun. We did. Long weekend. Where Woo-hoo. did you go? Tell us about um, it. I went to Connecticut for my cousin's wedding. It was a blast. I love spending time with my family, so it was just like a whole lot of fun. And you got to look Sunisha at this you. wedding. Oh my gosh. I love you know, Turning looks stunting pretty. She so is the queen from, from New York City. City. <laughs> I did fly into New York, so I was there for like a hot minute. NYC. But like, no, actually, never mind. I flew into New Jersey. Take that back. <laughs> Trash, New Jersey. Sorry, trash. Sorry. I drove into New. My dad took a wrong turn. So we were like in Manhattan <laughs> for like a little bit. So I was in New York for like a, a tiny moment, and I was like, my mom was like, "Oh my god, we're on Broadway," and I was like, "I'm home." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and then you were in California. So fun. I was in California. Visiting the fam. Visiting the fam. Um, it was great. It was great to see the ocean. Yeah. And just kind of. Let that uh, uh, sea breeze reset me. Yeah, but absolutely. now we're back. We have literally everyone. The countdown is on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Like three weeks until school is done. And we're we're just plowing along, yeah. getting through it. Yes. Everyone just needs to get done. Hang in there. Those of you who have finals coming up. Yeah. Best good of luck. luck. Yeah. Break a leg. Break a leg on your finals. On your finals. Um, Speaking of school. Yeah. We're kind of going history today. Yeah, we're kind of going back to, oh my gosh, uh, when would we have taken that? I think I did it my sophomore year of high school. We did a lot of theater history. That was kind yes, of like the big thing we same. focused on in theater three. And then we had to take it twice yes. in college. Actually, I mean, it was kind of embedded into a lot of everything that we did. Right. But like the class itself, theater history, yes. we had to take twice. Well, hey, yeah. we're doing theater history specifically, not just theater well, history. We have to go back to the very beginning. Right. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Absolutely. I love that little reference. You come got on. the ref. Yeah. Um, uh, I was doing the um, movie uh, doll. Movie doll. Yeah. It's like Wordle, but it shows you a movie in one second. It's so fun for the viewers. And been. yesterday's was The Sound of Music, where that reference comes from. And I had a kid, a student, because I do them during my homeroom, and all the kids know I do all of the the dolls during um, homeroom. And he was like, the movie doll's really hard. You're not going to get it. And I literally saw it, and I was like, uh, I know what this is. And he was like, how did you get it? And I was like, 
Illiterate, what? illiterate. Do you not see this poster? Literally hanging right. on the wall I was that like, says the sound of here. music. I was like, you've never seen the sound of music? He was like, no. I was like, it's like Grease. He's like, I've never seen that either. And I was like. Uncultured. <laughs> I was like, dear parent, <laughs> I hope this email <laughs> finds you well. Okay, well, we're not talking about the sound of no. music. And we're not talking about Grease, but we are talking about the Greeks. Ooh, <laughs> that was stunning. Yeah, we're talking about the origins of theater. Yeah. We're taking it back to 500 bc because i mean i feel like it's not uncommon knowledge in the theater that a lot of things we do is because of greek theater but i feel like a lot of people don't really know how much greek theater still has influence on present day theater well yeah let's talk about the idea that The phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, in 500 BC, they created some stuff and we still do it this way because that's how it's been done Done. for how many years? Over 2,500 years. Like, it's crazy. So let's break it down. I want to give you a crash course in Greek theater. I mean, you're no Mike Rignetta, but... (laughs) You are. I did get this to, from him. You are going to do your best. If you have not watched the Crash, we Courses, love him. Crash we, Course Theater. We stand. Marinetta, he's he's really amazing. It. But also, yeah, we're gonna give you our own little version of our Crash Course. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm so so, um, drama stems from the idea of religious rituals. Okay. Yes. Le- back in the day, religion has a lot to do with drama and music. Like Absolutely. that's the origins is based in religion. Okay. They were, um, not- well, and when you think about how much, uh, like the Greek gods and, and everything mm-hmm. with that was embedded into every aspect of their lives, it would make sense that that's where that idea came from. Right. And you celebrated these gods when you needed something. So like, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, what is her name? It's not uh, Lysander. That's a Shakespeare character. Um, it's like Desander or whatever. She's the goddess of crops. And Demeter. When, Demeter. That's it. I knew it was close. I was getting there. <laughs> um, and like when the crops weren't doing well, you said, all right, y'all, like, yeah. let's do some praise. Or Miss Aphrodite sing. when you were like, right. my love life is dry. Right. Afro, Miss Aphrodite. She knew what was up. Girl, can you help me out? Well, you know what the Greeks really love? Daddy, Daddy God. Zeus. Zeus, baby. <laughs> Zeus is hot. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, you know what? Uh, the Zeus fathered like <laughs> everyone, half of the gods right. and the demigods and everyone the in Greeks Athens. Really enjoyed one thing that we also like, and that is some wine. Wine. Some wine, baby. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Miss some Pinot. Kim Crawford. <laughs> if you know me. You know Miss Kim. You know Miss Kim. Shout out to our theater professor, Mary, because we, she's a Kim Crawford girl, She's a too. Kim Crawford girl, and that's and how I fell in love with it. She taught us everything we know right. about theater history. So this is not you. sponsored is by Kim you. Crawford. No, I wish we were sponsored by Kim Crawford, but also, shout out to our queen, Miss Mary, Mary Charlotte. Uh, icon. Anyways. Icon. Okay, so um, speaking of Dionysus. So Dionysus was the one of the popular gods in Greece. Okay, um, Because especially, he was the god of wine. Right, and he was also depicted as really hot okay like um, he's giving <laughs> he's giving chris evans oh my he's giving like um Hold on, i gotta pull up a pic i don't believe you you know what let's say like he's giving like mark ruffalo maybe okay like nerdy cute boy but he fine do you disagree 
Oh, oh, mm, it depends on the depiction. Who's Some she giving? These, Who's she giving? I mean, um, I don't know. He looks like different in a lot of these. Why is he holding a baby in this one? <laughs> we'll post it to the pod. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, we'll we'll have it. to censor it because. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me see this. Oh my God. He is naked holding he a baby. He's serving body, yaddy, yaddy, though. Yeah, he's ripped. And kind of a little bit of face, but like he's definitely. I mean, he's no Chris Evans, but like I guess for the times he was, he could have been hot. Yeah. He looks, anyway. He looks hotter in this one. Oh yeah, he do look fine. Oh, he's very fine. Okay, so he was hot <laughs> among the ladies. By um, and so writers at the time were talking about um how much the women liked them. Um, and one of the most famous famous was Euripides. He was a writer. Um, he wrote the Bacchae, um, which is a story about how women would praise Dionysus by running through the fields and literally tearing animals apart. Weren't they naked? Too? They were fully naked. That is. Girls gone wild, like on a whole nother level. Pharrell. Pharrell, <laughs> because I'm happy. Pharrell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh so they're God. ripping animals apart and they are really feeling themselves um, in this like field. Um, and so they liked Dionysus, Dionysus god of wine. Um, and Wasn't so. he also god of another thing he becomes the god of theater or god of drama slay. um and so okay let's move it from the fields in greece to athens city central nyc of the time right pretty much yeah. um and so we get these dithyrams because music is still a thing and so people would parade around singing songs um that were like funny praising the gods and what were they about most of the time just schlong wiener <laughs> just phallus because you know what as i will say and we'll probably say it once and we'll say it many times during this episode. The Greeks were the biggest theater thoughts. They were so, oh, they were little thoughties. Thoughts. Yes. So they were celebrating Dionysus with like these giant phalluses. Yeah, these Was he packing? Wieners. I don't know. I, not in that pick. Not in that pick, but like maybe. Who knows? Okay. So these parades turned into performances. So they're singing, parading around these schlongs, and then they turned I into performances. Imagine. Like being minding your damn business in the streets of Athens, and these people come around the corner carrying wieners and just like singing. They're like Dionysus. He loves wine. We love wine. He also was cute. He's a wiener. Ow. Uh. 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 uh okay, like... but theater kids haven't changed that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wig. For... wig? <laughs> yeah. Wig. Wig, wig. <laughs> um. Uh, so, but here's the deal. They said, "Mama, we're not getting enough attention in the streets. Yeah, let's take it to the performance." And so they said, "We're gonna have a performance. We're gonna sing about wine, Dad." Um. Obviously, this story was told from a group of men. Yeah. Women, irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Sorry, ladies. We kind of got the axe in ancient Greece. Right. But, but the women did start with. They were like Dionysus. He cute. And so the men were like, "Oh, they're capitalizing on something." <laughs> Let's take it. Okay, so Aristotle, he was a huge celeb, writer, um, the theorist, um, yes. really started a lot of stuff. We know him. We um, know him. He started watching performances, and performances were like ensemble pieces. It was about like 30 men at the time singing or saying something at the same time. Like they would all say the same thing. And so he believes drama, as we know it today, started 
when one of these performances they were telling a story and one person stepped out from the chorus and to play who, a different character. And who was that man? Ma'am, who was it? Who was it? Mr. Thespis. Okay, his name was Thespis, which is where we get the term thespian. Thespian, yeah. right? So all you little thespians out there. You got Thespis to thank, yeah. Mama. So he began acting he began acting out individual characters from the story. And so he wouldn't just which, play like, also kind of a power move. He said, um, boring well he's Guys, like we're talking we, about like four different keep people saying the same thing all together what if i just like went out and i was this other person right we're talking, talking about multiple people so let me be that person stuff right at the time huge everyone was like what is this and so he wasn't just like one character he would play sometimes 30 40 50 characters in these stories yeah, and he's the one who uh started using masks right yep which is another like huge thing in theater in general but especially like when you think about greek theater you think about greek right masks. well that's where we get the hat the smiling and and yeah the, and the iconic imagery theater of theater face. is yes. the greek the greek comedy and tragedy masks. right these were full masks that were made out of stone bronze iron so i could only imagine how heavy they were yeah, and, and weren't they also, so yes, to change characters quickly, which is awesome, great, yes. inventive, and a lot of other, like, forms of theater have done it since, right? right? Yeah. Um, but also, um, am amplification, wasn't that another thing? So, yes. yes. So, these fully, people, thousands, we're talking, like, 14, Yeah, because you're performing 000. in, like, the theater of... Um, isn't it the theater of Dionysus? The yeah. One that's like, well, yeah, there's a bunch huge. of them, right? But that's like yes. one of the ones that's still around. Huge. You can go to the ruins. Um, but yeah, you're outside in these massive amphitheaters and you're performing to, yeah, like 14,000 right. people or something crazy like that. Imagine so, being in the back row. Yeah. So this man said, here's what I'm going to do. And everyone was like, he's a legend. He is everything. Yeah. So he literally encouraged other playwrights, people that wrote these stories, to encourage multiple actors, not just one person, multiple people playing different people, right? Impersonation was new. It wasn't just a, here is a story that we are going to tell and we are going to talk like this for an hour and sing about it all together. Right. It inspired that, that. And it became like a full production. Absolutely. And that inspired technical elements like backdrops. Oh, and they had some crazy stuff. Oh. Um, the DX Machina. DS Machina. That thing it was is a fly system. insane. It was a full yeah. fly system. They said, oh, we have to have the gods because right. the Greek gods were in everything, right? right? We need a god to come down from the heavens. Watch this. Descending from the heavens on my little fly system. Also, these Genius. costumes, togas, but you know what else they were wearing because they had to play gods sometimes? Miss Heels. The heel was kind of started Slay. to be invented because they, they created these platforms that these little men would Word. prance around on. Huge so town thing. I, what I'm hearing is the Greeks also invented drag. <laughs> Mama? You heard it here first. I don't theater, know if that's I true. Think theater invented, invented drag. drag. Fair enough. Absolutely. Tea. So, okay. So these are popular, but not like everybody around the town is popular. And so yeah. um, they're... Athens goes through a new, um, there was a violent uprising in which a new king, who I literally don't know how to pronounce his name, but it says here that his name is Pisistratus. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to call him. Okay. He was angry, but he goes, hey, y'all, I love wine too. I love these little, these little skits y'all are doing over here. Like, let's create a full festival yeah. to celebrate Dionysus. Because wine a little or wine a lot. And we're going to wine it up. Okay? Yeah. Let's drink and let's have these competitions for the best 
performance, the best script. And now all these masks are being worn and all these costumes and these backgrounds. Which it's a full easiest way to make like theater rep happen. Get a bunch of people who are writers. Most of them were poets or other kinds of writers before they became like playwrights. Right. But like invite a bunch of people say like, we're going to put up these shows. You write them for us. We'll do like a whole big weekend long thing. And then at the end, we'll pick whatever one is right. the best. And that's, I mean, these these productions were hours long and something to talk about. And we'll talk about it later in the pod. Um, all of these stories were sad. Yeah, for, for a really long time. Right. But don't worry, because after these sad plays, they'd say, all right, before the next person goes, yeah, we're okay, going to do a funny also, story. How do you go from singing and carrying, walking around town carrying little wieners to I'm stage i'm bleeping all of that that took a dark turn (laughs) trigger warning i am so sorry i am bleeping all of that no right what so they break it up they're like let's i think it was about the like seriousness of this writing and performance i think it was like we're gonna give you a performance right i'm playing this super sad but also before we get like classic comedy we still had satyr plays which which were inspired from these dithy roms which were those penis marchings yeah right (laughs) (laughs) that's what they were and so then we get satyr plays to as the palate cleanser in between these tragic shows yeah and so again usually about peen too a lot right you're like when are we getting to the penis play because <laughs> this shit's sad i'm depressed <laughs> so bring out would, the dicks right. <laughs> so this this is an explicit episode <laughs> um uh, so they would have all these sad plays filled in with the satyr plays um and then winners they at the end of the festival of the weekend there would be winners what do they win full bragging rights the rest of the year you're like mm, me no i won i won the play Right, I won the play contest. Right, you know me. They also got a full feast in the center of town. Lamb. Okay, like some um, berries. I'm sure. Right. A a banquet in Mm, your honor. In my toga and my heels. I am. And they won a crown. A crown made out of like leaves. (laughs) I said, "Me in this crown? Mm, You wish you had my banquet." Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, boys and girls. (laughs) Okay, so. Here's the deal. That lasted for probably like 400 years. Yeah. And then the stupid Romans. I actually don't know much about the history of like the Roman uprising. But Rome took over around 150 AD. So you're talking like 650 years yeah. after the origins of And then they theater. burned a bunch of shit, They right? burned everything down. We don't have a ton of these plays because they're not archived anywhere. However, they saw what the Greeks were doing and they were still like, well, we could still do that. And so it was lost but not forgotten yeah but also like rude <laughs> well they wanted that First power of all, let me fire up everything <laughs> i'm burning up, up yeah me up. yeah i'm giving you the fire right and then i'm gonna see what you're doing and say we're gonna take that and we're gonna do it right as well okay. but here's the deal they kept some of this ideas they still performed it and that trickles down all the way to the two of us here on the pod and when we come back, we're going to get into some actual stuff that they were writing about back then and how we still love it to this day. 
And we're not talking about dicks. Oh, no, we're not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that sweet, sweet writing. No penis plays, baby. Actually. Never mind. We'll see you right after break. Goodbye. We'll be right back. Okay, so we just went through kind of the whole story about ancient Greece, but there's a solid yeah. 600 years where they were writing good stuff. Oh, yeah. It was very chaotic, but we got a lot in there. So I don't have the numbers because I'm, I don't do math. Um, however, there's uh, these famous playwrights out of the time, which we'll talk about some of them. Um, a lot of their stuff wasn't saved However, you've got probably like 15, 20% of their stories. And so like uh, uh, freaking um, Sophocles wrote like 63 plays and we have like 11 of them. And Euripides wrote, wrote like 80 plays and we have like 11 of them. So we still have some. I know. Could you imagine what we would have? Right. But uh, yeah, it's so some of these are great. And we know that some of these were like award winning. Like we have like a list of. Oh, this play that we have the full play of, it's award-winning. And so we want to break it down because if we're talking about modern theater, they gave us two great things. And that was tragedy, tragedy and, and comedy, comedy, which is where you get those theater masks. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, so let's talk well, about. Like, there's a lot of other sub-genres now, yes. but. Everything is either a happy, drama or a. Happy or sad or funny or like deep and depressing or like however you want right. to kind of like categorize those sub things. But like you, could, you can in theory kind of pack everything into those two those boxes. Those two, absolutely. Right? So let's start with the most famous from these, right? The longest ones. Those were the tragedies. Yes. Okay. And so the focus of these themes were these men that were pitted against the gods. Okay. Yes. They had done something and it was by curse or fate or or God, you know, bullying them, saying, shame on you. Okay. Um, and these were written mostly by Sophocles, Euripides, um, and Achilles. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. They're, they're, they all have like. They all have the same name. Yeah. There's too many of them. I just can't keep track of them. So we want to talk about two of them. Um, I want to talk about my favorite, and you want to talk about your favorite. The cool thing is, is... I don't know if it's my favorite, but... It's, is it your favorite tragedy? It's your most well-known tragedy. It's the one that I know the best. Right. And so. I've never read it, and you've never read mine. Yeah. So, do you want to start? Um. Sure. Okay. Because I think for com... Not comedies. We'll get there. For tragedies, um, Medea is very different. We're talking about Medea. Um, because, and not, not, uh, what's his name? Tyler. Yeah. Not, uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Not Tyler Perry's Medea. We're talking about that crazy Greek girl, Miss Medea. Um, she is the ultimate, like, like my man's leaves me and I'm going (laughs) to go psycho. Love that. Um, and 
like you said, usually it's about like a man pitted against the gods. I think Medea is really interesting because it is kind of not that. Right. Um. So essentially, Medea was married to this man named Jason. So sorry, Jason's out there. Um, Irrelevant. This character, you're kind of trash. Cursed. But you know what? Nothing wrong with the Jason here. But Medea and Jason, not a good combination. They're not it. Um, so Jason is like a um, Greek hero. Uh, he is known best for his story, Jason and the Golden Fleece. Um, I had to do something on that a while back, but I know that it's basically one of those things where he goes on kind of like a quest, and then ultimately he gets this reward, which is this Golden right. Fleece, right? Things with the gods, and he overcomes. Right, and then, pitted against, but right. then there's a happy um, so Jason was married to Medea, but Medea takes place right after Jason has just dropped Medea. Bye, girl, bye. And moved on with the princess. Okay. Every girl's worst nightmare. Your man leaves you for a literal princess. So she do be looking fine though. Medea and Jason have two children. And what? Oh, not the kids. I know, not the kids. So she like goes to the king. Because she's humiliated. Right. She's like, the I Jason was my everything. Well, and also at the time, if you, if he's like, bye, I gotta go, he's fine. Yeah. She is now tainted. Yeah. You're the one whose reputation is ruined. Yeah, for real. Right, yeah. So she's humiliated. She's distraught. She's like, Jason was my everything. I'm gonna go to King Creon, and I'm gonna, like, beg him to, to help me. Right? And so... Creon is afraid that Medea's gonna seek revenge. Um, and so she he banishes her. Goodbye. Because he's like, girl, you're gonna do something crazy. I know you. <laughs> Goodbye. And so Medea's like, dude, like, please, just don't make me, don't make me go. Um and- Oh, that time I keyed Jason's car when he didn't text me back. That was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. That was nothing. Nothing. I've changed. I've changed. I've changed. Mm. So Creon's like, fine, I'll give you one day before you have to leave. And so in that one day, Medea says, ha, 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 ha. You thought, you thought. You thought. Guess who's back. Um, <laughs> so she plans to murder the king, um, who is the king of the princess. King of kings. She That's like her original plan. Oh, so like her dad. She wants to kill the princess's dad. Work. Yeah. She's like, you marry this girl, I'll kill her father. <laughs> Psycho. Okay. Um, but Jason kind of catches wind of that. Um, and so he's like She probably tweeted it. He's like, Jason, I mean, he's like Medea. Um, I remarried with everyone's best intention in mind. Like, I'm just looking out for you, girl. Right. Liar. <laughs> Lies Liar. Minnelli. Lies Minnelli. Lies. Um, and so she's like, oh, okay, I but like, I understand. Sure, like, I I, understand. whatever. And so he's like, I'll help you. It'll be fine. Like, I'm just looking out for you. Blah, blah, blah. And so then she, the king comes to Athens, the king of the um, princess, right? And he like offers to give Medea refuge. And so then she's like, um, I guess, like, sure. Um, and so now she's like, I'll kill this guy and I'll kill my children. 
I gotta like <laughs> elevate this. She said, "What can I do? What can to I do to raise the stakes? To to keep raising the bar? <laughs> I'm gonna kill our kids. I'll kill our children. <laughs> and so that is she what does. she does. <laughs> and that I is did it. girl, don't do it. Basically, oh no, she also. This is also a um a sleigh, a sleigh, say sleigh. Um, she." poisons this dress and this crown and gives it to the princess who married Jason word. kills her. Oh, word. So, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So, the king dead. King dead. The kids dead. The kids also dead. And the princess? The princess dead. dead. And then Medea kills the kids and then she flees on a chariot from her grandfather, the sun god. Mm, and so she goes into the sky and Jason is left on earth. Wow. Story over. I've never read that, but I am fascinated yeah, by that. It's wild. Well, it's fine because Oedipus isn't much better. All right. You, you, you ready for this? You ever heard of an Oedipus? You, I hope not. An Oedipus complex. Have you heard that before? Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. One. Okay. Oedipus Rex. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Thebes, which is where it takes place, um, is run by Oedipus, who it's plagued right now because this creature is hurting all of these people. Okay, and it's the creature was sent by this guy Laius to, I don't know, recap Mess with it. the people. Recap it. Yeah. So Oedipus says, "I'm gonna find this guy, right?" And he goes on this little trail, and he said he comes across this blind prophet. Okay, and this blind prophet is like, "You are cursed, and if you don't think right, you're going to kill your dad and marry your mom." And he's like, "What? Watch me, watch me, right? I will not do that." Okay, so. He goes to his wife, Jocasta, baller name. I do love that name. Bala, Jocasta. Jocasta. Okay. Um, and reveals all of this stuff. Well, they find out where the guy that sent the creature is at, and he goes and he kills them. He kills him, and Slay the town Oedipus. is like, the, ta- the town is like, thank yes, you so much you. for taking care of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Okay. And so then. On his travels, he meets a messenger who is like, hey, the parents that you thought you had, they are not your real parents because you were sent down the river at birth. So he's like, what? And he was adopted? Like, right. And he was like, where was I sent down? And they were like, that kingdom that you just were, where that guy was that sent the kingdom, that's where you were born. That's where you were born. And, and that like, guy you just killed? Right. And he's like, and that guy you just killed. He's your daddy. Right? And so he runs home and he's all like, oh my goodness, this first half of this curse is true. Yeah. Jocasta, what are you what are you thinking? And as they're doing this, right, the messenger keeps reminding them that's yeah. like, this is all true, baby. And so then he has this epiphany of like, oh my gosh, this is true. And he tells his wife, like, Jocasta, who they have kids, by the way. Yeah. He's like, You are my mom. Yeah. And what does she do? She says, I am disgusted. She offs herself. She says, Jocasta kills herself. She kills herself. She goes, That is disgusting. I hate this. Okay. Oh my well, Oedipus God. is all up in his Why feels. Why are all these yeah. women to the extreme? So she's like, goodbye. Um, Oedipus, finding out that he be doing his wife or his mom, and he killed his dad, he carves his eyes out because he doesn't Wait, want so to Jocasta see the Wait, so Jocasta was actually his mom. Jocasta was his mom. Oh Jocasta my God. Was his mom. Yeah. And and Laius, the guy he's slain, was his dad. Yeah. The curse is true. He is just like, oh my goodness. That so he, he carves, he literally eyeballs. carves Ooh. his um eyes out. 
And so uh, keep in mind, the town is like, Mr. Oedipus, you good? Sorry, I was banging on this for dramatic effect. Lulu thought it was the dorm. Um, keep in mind, the town is like, you good? Eddie? Sir, Mr. Piss? <laughs> Mr. Piss. Mr. Rex, Mr. Rex. I guess. My bad, my bad. First name Eddie, middle name Piss. Last name Rex. Last name Rex. Anyways. Um, anyway, they're like, you good? And he's like, you know what? I'm a terrible person because I didn't listen to the gods that told me that this curse was going to come true if I didn't listen to them. Mm -hmm. So I am going to banish myself from Thebes. Goodbye. And he banishes himself. So basically when people say you have an Oedipus complex, it's It's because because you like your mom and you killed your dad. (laughs) That's what it means. No, it means you weren't listening to what people were. Oh, really? Whispering the willows. I swear every time I've heard someone say, oh, you have an Oedipus complex. It's like about like doing your mom i don't maybe i i don't know what kind of people i've been hanging around but i i guess i'm all wrong on that one. Oh, never mind you're right i told you it, here you are trying to make like an actual meaning of it ah oh, it just means that you're not listening and you're no it's like when you have a sexual desire for your parents yeah disgusting <laughs> this literally definition is by an unconscious sexual desire for the parent of the opposite sex and wish to exclude the parent of the same sex. Ooh. What the heck? Um, okay, well, those are both really sad. Word of the day, right. Oedipus complex. Those are really sad. We need to take a breather from the sad. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back for the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha comedy that we both love. We'll be right back. Now on to your chuckles. We're back. <laughs> so tragedies, sad. Yeah. Blues. Yes. But comedies, ha ha ha. And like <laughs> you saw <laughs> in our first part, probably have to do a little bit with the ween. Yeah. And it does. And it does. We're talking about Lysistrata. So comedies, the purpose of comedies in all of this were to like make fun of people, politics, social yeah, norms. Yeah, they kind of started as satire. Yes. Of like, let's make fun of something that happens or something that could never happen. Well, because uh, the satyr plays were like rooted in like myth, right? right? So they were more old and like it was more about putting these like weird goat dudes into the like mythical stories right. and making them funny or absurd in that right. way. The comedies were like, let's take modern day yes. Athens. Like, let's take people living in contemporary Greece yes. and let's make fun of them or let's talk about something that could never happen in our world as right. it exists could today. you imagine if this right and so some <laughs> could of our you imagine <laughs> if every woman refused to have sex because that's what this play is right about. so we have aristophanes i'm pretty sure it's aristophanes, aristophanes yes. um lysistrata lysistrata Tomato, tomato. I like saying Lysistrata. I don't know why. I say Lysistrata, too. But you will hear people say Lysistrata. Right. So give us the breakdown. How does it start? Basically, we're in a war. Right. Right. The Spartans and the Athenians had been fighting with each other against the Persians. Yes. After that war, 
they, they start fighting with start each other. Fighting with each other, and I'm like, guys, really? You were a team, and now you're not. Yeah, but basically, they're like, and that's the vibe of the women, the women of the Spartans, and the women of Athens. Yeah, you know, they're the just fed up. Women. They're like, dude, they're we all like, just we haven't a seen war. you. We haven't seen you, and now you're and fighting now you're against fighting each other. Another war. Yes. Rude. Right. So they're tired of war. They're tired of their husbands being gone because when their husbands are gone, they can't mess around. Right. And so they're like, hmm. How do we stop this war? How do we stop this war? And this one woman, her name was Lysistrata. Title character. Gets the crazy idea that if all the women refuse to have. On both sides. On both sides. That if everyone refuses to have sex, that the war will end. Right. And so they seize the Acropolis, which is like the big center of Athens. And they all kind of stake out there. And then they talk about, you know, their intentions and saying like, yeah, we're not going to sleep with you until this war is over. Right. Um, And so like, basically the whole play is like a lot of the same ideas of like, they have some Dithyroms in the actual play where they have the fallacies Mm -hmm. that they put up and they're all dancing around them or whatever. Um, There's apparently like this pledge that the women take. I forget reading it, but apparently it's like really raunchy where they like talk about like all the kinds of sex that they're not going to have. Right. In like very Well, doesn't like the magistrate come... And he's like the man of God, and he comes and sees what all these women are talking about, and he's like, "Police, police! Yes, stop this! Stop these ladies!" And these ladies don't they like run to a cave or something at some point? Yeah, there's a lot of random stuff that happens, but then a bunch of other like the meat of the story, not, not that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the meat of the um, story. The the like really like the action i guess you should say of the story is like all these guys like coming and trying to basically bed their wives and right. be like oh like oh are you sure or women also being like trying to get out of it by saying like they're either like ill or they're pregnant or like something where they're like trying to go off and bang their man in the back and we say girls we thought you were in it with us rude well so here and, then and apparently he- there's the ultimate power move though there's one woman who like goes and blue balls her husband yes oh uh, that and happens then, in the cave that's in yes, the cave in the yes. cave that she, happens like, yeah she's like yes. the one woman she's who, like, like let's leaves sneak away she's like, oh let's get away and, and then, then right before yeah so here's the deal so this goes on for a while yeah and all the men and eventually they get all the women from the other places that they've been fighting with yes, to, come to come join and join their cause right and so all these women there they're all on a sex strike yeah and finally all the like uh, ambassadors of all these different areas the men are like okay we gotta do something and so they all write this <laughs> treaty of peace yeah then there's a giant celebration you can only imagine what is happening once the sex strike right. is yes. over yeah. and that's the end of the play yeah. is that they they did it. The women yeah. prevailed. Okay, what's cool about this is in contemporary times, this is a badass feminist play. Are you? I have. I I still struggle. If like really uh, sometimes. So you have to with... look at it. You have to look at it at the fact of if we place it in Athenian times. Yes. The fact that women could say, "Hey, husband, I'm withholding this." However. 
they the one like I said, I I do think there are a lot of elements of feminism in this play, but I don't think it's an entirely feminist play because like it's also putting up the argument that the only thing, the only power women have yes. is that I understand this power of sex. But I, I think you look at it that that time where they're like, we're literally just property. And the one thing, the one piece of power that we kind of hold over our men. But what it also comes down to, because I agree, a lot of people look at this as a, a piece of feminist and, and female power in this. Mm-hmm. You have to break it down to this is written by a man and these all were played by men. The women were played by men back yeah. in the day. So this has nothing to This is, the, I mean, like we said, this was a, could you imagine a world where women were able to withhold Withhold sex sex. from their men, you know? And so, so ultimately, but it is very funny thinking of it in modern times where, and and when we see modern productions of this, we see women. This is a Greek show that I would really like to see. I just want to like, it sounds so crazy. Well, it just sounds hilarious. Yeah. And it sounds so funny. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, this is always the one where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like it'd be cool to go see a Greek tragedy, but like, but seeing one of these yeah, would be Where it's awesome. just like off the rails entirely. Right. Yeah. So we've told you the history. Yeah. We've broken down some of the greats. Yes. Now it comes the so what? The yeah. so what? So why does it matter? Right? We get so hype about Greek theater because it truly is the origin. I think day one of like the first time I'm like introing drama, yes. I literally am like Greeks. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the very beginning. Because what we're going to do, what we're going to do the rest of this semester when we talk about drama is somehow based in these Greek traditions. Yeah. So what we get is theater. It it created the idea that theater is an entertainment in society. Yes. And that has not changed throughout all of history. I know. Because of of that, William Shakespeare was able to be as successful as he was. Commedia dell'arte in Italy was able to be as successful as that was. Yeah, the entirety of Broadway exists right because of some the of Greek. these some of these things went into um asia and that's where we get all of that asian theater kabuki no like all yeah. of that like it it fir- it firmly planted theater as a staple of entertainment mm-hmm. right which is super cool yeah another thing is these plays featured a lot of singing in them not what we know now but like the chorus would at the end of a scene the chorus would kind of summarize what just happened in some in kind of song, song. Mm-hmm. hello that is modern musical theater yeah modern musical theater is telling of story through song mm-hmm. we obviously didn't and they were, get they that were experimenting but... with or using it in a different way and obviously it's evolved since then but yeah they they were the first people to introduce music and dance into this entertainment art form rather you know taking it out of the just the ritual world and saying like oh we can do this not just because we're praising the gods but genuinely because people like watching it right like it's fun to hear and so shakespeare used shakespeare used it yeah. all the all the freaking time yeah um and so basically you know it also boils down also to get actors right right like if if Thespis had not stepped out of the chorus, would we still be doing, you know, just entirely chorus works? Like, who knows, right? So, like, the idea of, like, being able to tell a story with or through the character's experience. Well, and you're talking about characters entering and exiting. 
There's yeah. a story happening. Absolutely. You're not just, yeah, like reading out the, right. the myth or whatever it was to us. I You're wonder what like they talked about backstage. Like showing it to us. What was backstage like during these times, right? Because backstage was a new concept. Okay. And with all these storytelling, with all this passing of stories, right, that also created so many technical elements, right? Absolutely. You have these cranes and these yeah. fly systems. You have platforms being wheeled on well, and, and the wheeled idea off. Of building theaters themselves. Right. right. Like we don't have as many amphitheaters nowadays, right? But you know, the idea of having a space where the audience sits and then a, and, and then an area where the actors perform and then a backstage space and then, you know, all the different technical buildings in within that. It's yeah, right. it's I have this quote, have right? Of, I have this quote today. that cool. I want to read. It says, "Since the beginning of history, story has been stories have been used to pass on values such as integrity, bravery, respect, and theater continues that today to bring these life to stories, forever imprinting itself into the minds and consciences of its audiences." Ooh, I love Which, that. I mean, the Greeks popularized well, that. Yeah, and a lot of the themes haven't changed right like i said you know while there are a lot of you know subcategories of theater there are a lot of stories that you know explore yeah this this human experience whether it's in a funny or or a right. more, you know raw and sad way yeah it's 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 super cool right and and this idea of you know even in the those i mean we we're comedians more than anything right <laughs> if yes. you were to say would you rather be in a drama or a comedy? I would hands down like Easily to be in a comedy. A comedy but yeah. we have to talk about how these tragedies really shaped these famous poetics, these mm -hmm. sad stories that all of these people were writing. Aristotle was writing. Um, Sophocles was writing, right? And it teaches this idea. I teach my students about the idea of catharsis. Mm -hmm. Catharsis was huge, huge. Catharsis is... The, that purging it's, it's of emotions. Purging of emotions. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it was used of like, let's watch a really sad play so that way we can not have emotions when we go and fight in war. But mm -hmm. also I think we use catharsis to really feel certain things. Um, my best friend Kaylee just was in New York City and she saw for the first time, not knowing a ton about it, she saw Come From Away oh. and her mom being a flight attendant uh, too, her mom was just like taken with emotion of just mm -hmm. all like, I is so amazing seeing what these people were going through mm -hmm. on such a significant day oh, as 9-11. Yeah. I can't even like tell you the amount of times I've felt that like cathartic feeling seeing a piece of theater work where it just like really strikes a chord with you and you don't know quite how to describe, you know, how you got so emotional over it. But it, you're seeing it, you, stories. Just, you just needed that. You felt that. You know and who you, is the most cathartic that. person in My watching mom. theater? Your mom. Yeah, I know. She will cry at need... everything. Yeah. Right? But again, when you allow yourself to watch these stories take place. And, and, and immerse yourself in them. Right. And really experience them as the characters experience them. And the Greeks were doing yeah. that. They well, and it's that. also a, like, it's a healthy way to to feel those emotions. Right. And explore those places. I don't know. Yeah. Catharsis I mean, is yeah, really cool. You travel from Greek theater into Shakespeare, into Arthur Miller, into modern plays. I mean, we went and saw Kinky Boots and those emotional moments, too. You were just like, oh, I feel for this character. Yeah. Because this, this actor allowed us to see a story that that mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been able to see yeah so pour one out to the greeks yeah right now. thank you greeks we're gonna right? go have a big glass of wine to dionysus <sighs> oh, <laughs> yes oh my goodness hey we hope you enjoyed this history lesson this is a good one on 101 
yeah. on like the Greeks. Absolutely. Do you have any final thoughts on any of this? I don't know. I just think Greek theater, it's, you know, the more I go back and revisit it, the more I realize like how relevant it is. Right. Um, which I think is just so cool. Like we said at the very beginning, you know, thousands of years ago, right. like to still be kind of doing the same thing today. Well, is and there are Greek, produ- there are productions of these Greek plays st- said in those Greek that greek language absolutely and they still make sense yeah it's still you still understand the plot you still understand the story you still understand the character's journey well and it's also just really cool to think about how theater has always been something that's brought people together right. or a way that we've experienced you know other people's stories or entertained ourselves right. or escaped from the world that we're living in and you know it's it's they everything they were doing is is really not all that different from no. everything that we do which is it's, it's, so it's cool. super rad. It's so cool. so cool. Hey, we want to thank you, the listeners, for listening yes. to today's episode. And we will probably do another one of these history lessons yeah. down the road. We've got plenty to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, there's so right. Much we good ended stuff in what there. 150 AD. Mama, <laughs> we got to take some time before we get to 2022. Yeah. Hey, if you liked it, make sure that you uh, like, follow, subscribe to wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Talk about how funny this one was, right? <laughs> um, and if you have something to say to us, DM us yeah. on the pod uh, Instagram, okay? At, at theater podcast. T-H-E-A-T-R-E podcast. The thing, not the place. All right. And make sure that you um, stay around because we have some really awesome, exciting stuff coming in the next uh, a couple months. Yeah. Um, coming through, right? Yeah. Aw. Let's go read a Greek play right now. Honestly, I would. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. We got to go read a Greek play, but we will invite you back for another wonderful. Or sing some Dithy Roms. Let's sing some Dithy Roms. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We're going to go sing about some peen. <laughs> hey, we'll see you back for another wonderful, amazing, fantastic episode of Theater Thoughts. Thoughts. Goodbye. Goodbye.